Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 55 of Extreme EvoCast. Almost forgot what letter, or what god, what number, hello? I should not be recording this episode today. An all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. I am your wonderfully bodacious host, Lily Sion, and let's get right into it, shall we? How's every- how have you been doing today, dear listener? I've been doing pretty good. Recording this episode a little bit of a day later than normal. Supposed, the episodes usually come out on Wednesday, uh, but I'm doing this on Wednesday night, which is fine. You know, uh, I've been pretty busy with school. I haven't really been able to stream recently. I've been, you know, busy with 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 friends, busy with other projects, things like that. Um, but of course, I never don't give myself time to do EvoCast. Just had dinner. Sort of, you know, winding down for the night. Uh, gonna doing laundry right now, taking a shower. This is a personal podcast now, by the way. I'm not gonna talk about Pokemon anymore. I just wanted to tell you about my day, and like, you know, I'm one. I'm, 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 I was thinking about having this episode's topic be about what I was gonna have for breakfast tomorrow morning. Um, I hope you're. I hope you're excited about the changes to coming to this podcast. Anyway. Let's 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 get into it. Let's talk about some news for today. Uh, we don't really have that much, and uh, if you're familiar with this podcast, you'll know that uh, today's episode is going to be a slight bit of a doozy uh, because it is another episode of Type Review, one of the longest episodes by date, I think. Like one of the longest, you know, running sort of segments that I have, not in terms of how long it's been active in the like in the podcast, but I mean that might also be true, but also just because of how long the it tends to keep the episode going to. So it, sort of similar to two episodes ago, this might be a little bit of a longer one, uh mostly because of type review tending to take a huge chunk of time. And though in saying that most of the time, whenever I say that it's going to be a long episode, it's never a long episode. It's like 45 minutes, which is like a completely average length episode. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> this episode may or may not be long. You might already be chuckling to yourself because you can see the times, you can see the length of this episode and it's probably like 35 minutes long. Uh, but let's talk about the news. We don't have much on the, you know, on the verge of news for today, though it is very sort of like there's like there's a lot of it but at the same time it's not you know interesting (laughs) apologies for my for my harsh choice of words there but like it's you know it's just sort of updates going on nothing too crazy nothing new just like oh this game is getting this 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 pokemon go is getting some new stuff blah 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 Simple as that. But we're still going to go through them just for the formalities. And of course, we're going to start with the trio, the the three things that I talk about the most on the news. Pokemon Go uh, is getting quite a few just like random updates. Uh, let's see. This is coming from Serebii, by the way. Serebii says uh, there is a Pokemon Snap tie-in week, week event. <laughs> week is twice. Uh, it focused on an increase in spawns of Pokemon from the game, as well as Shiny Smeargle. And this is like, this literally just got revealed today, so there's no way of knowing uh, what they are yet, but uh, but that is coming soon. And speaking of that, I guess it's a good time to say, Pokemon new Pokemon Snap is coming out really soon. Well, in like two weeks, but still, that's really soon. 
And I'm so excited about it. April 30th. Like, oh man, I really didn't realize how fast it was coming. Uh, and it's, you know, less than or a little more than two weeks away. I'm super excited. I hope you get there too. There's there's quite a few things on here, I think, uh, sort of leading up to the release of them, sort of events that tie in to the, to the new Pokemon Snap. This um, event in Pokemon Go being one of them. Other than that, uh, Pokemon Go has a few other things. An update coming out soon? Yes. Coming out on April 20th and only running until April 25th. Uh, It's about Sustainability Week. uh, And it focuses on an increase in spawns from Pokemon such as Grimer, Trubbish, and Binnacle. Which Binnacle and Trubbish can be shiny. You know, run-of-the-mill sort of Pokemon Go event, new Pokemon, Pokemon increasing, you know, like different raids, blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a little bit redundant, I think, to talk about them, but sometimes I don't get to cover as much uh, news as much as I'd like to, so they're sort of good, like, filler, and, you know, good for anyone who is really uh, into Pokemon Go and might benefit from hearing about these updates. Other than that, though, there are a few things in Pokemon Go that are kind of interesting. Uh, there was an April 1st... Uh, event that obviously I'm not going to be talking about because it's all, you know, it's over. I'm not going to be talking about it like it's still going on. Uh, as well as an Easter event where the April 1st event was like uh, mischievous Pokemon <laughs> could be found with like Krogunk and uh, Team Rocket, more Team Rocket Go or Team Go Rocket trainers, things like that. Um, And the Easter event was, well, of course, it wasn't called the Easter event, but it was a, you know, increase in um, egg Pokemon, or I guess bunny Pokemon, Lopunny, Bunnelby, the spring into spring. You know, it's like they can't call it Easter. There's another, uh, (laughs) like I think Pokemon Masters also had like an Easter event, but they can't call it an Easter event because Easter is a religious holiday. So it's, you know they probably shouldn't talk about that in like their Pokemon game. So they just call it like, oh, the spring event. But everyone knows it's the Easter event. It's literally why they're happening. Um, you get flower, you could get flower crown Hepini and flower crown Chansey. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's not just spring. It's like, oh, rabbit Pokemon. It's like, why, why else would that be the case if it wasn't Easter? Um, but yeah, you know, those are already sort of talked about or already sort of passed. So there's no sense talking about them now, but you know, um, but it's interesting to, to know that they are doing things like that, like, especially the April 1st event, which was kind you know, it wasn't like a joke or anything. It was just sort of like, Oh, mischievous Pokemon, like Krogunker coming more. Um, the same cannot be said for Pokemon Sword and Shield, which got, did get an April 1st update, and it was actually a change in the um, the wild area sort of Pokemon. Um, and it was on April 1st, you could find Magikarp <laughs> in the raids, uh, and they're not able to be caught. So they're just completely uncatchable. Uh, let me, yeah, literally Magikarp is the only thing that you can find in max raids for like, I think the entirety of April 1st or like, you know, in a certain, in one, in one of the event dens, um, it was all Magikarps and they could not be catched. So, you know, interesting, uh, very funny, you know, oh, Magikarp, the joke Pokemon can't catch it. Haha. Very funny, Nintendo, very funny game freak. 
Um, other than that, though, not really anything else I think was done for April Fool's Day other than the, you know, the practical joke played on, in big quotes there, practical joke played on us by Game Freak with the Magic Carps and also the um, the Krokunk event in uh, Pokemon Go. Back on the serious side, there are two more things to say with Pokemon Go, one of which is uh, the recently passed Snivy Community Day, which I believe was literally last weekend, like three days ago. Uh, Again, you know, judging by my schedule, it's pretty much guaranteed by now that I will not be able to participate in the community days anymore, pretty much. I mean, I don't really even play Pokemon Go anymore, Um, but, you know, every now and then I I like to contribute to them, or take part in them but this weekend unfortunately was not one I was able to uh so no shiny snivy for me but I you know I did hear about a few friends who got some shiny snivies uh and I did hear some good things about about the community day in general so that happened we don't know which one is going to be next just yet um but you know that'll probably come soon we'll probably know guaranteed to know I assume by next episode and even then the community day might even be like soon (laughs) by the time next episode comes out uh so tune in for that uh and last but not least uh as of april 1st not necessarily a april fool's day event uh you're able to get uh shadow zapdos from um giovanni which i honestly you know judging by how much i play pokemon go i didn't even know that you could get Shadow Legendary from Giovanni. Like, I know Giovanni was in there. I knew he was a thing, but I literally didn't even know what he did and why he wasn't, you know, like what what made him different from the Team Go Rocket trainers. I, I sort of left Pokemon Go as soon as that kind of stuff started popping up, so I don't really know too much about what the Team Go Rocket stuff even is necessarily. Um, but hey, you can get Shadow Zapdos now. Alright, enough about Pokemon Go, and on to a game like Pokemon Cafe Mix, which has literally one thing to say about, and that it's that Galarian Slowpoke is here through April 21st. Moving on, (laughs) Uh, Pokemon Masters also had some similarly themed events, like um, an Easter event. There was May and Lopunny, which I think is actually still going on. It's not that far into... into, uh, it's not that far into Easter. Yeah, it's until uh, April 16th. So literally two days. Uh, one day after the release of this episode. So if you're listening to this on the day of release, uh, have fun. Uh, you can get May and Lapunny, Berg and Togepi. Other than that, though, there are more main story stages coming, uh, as well as Zinnia and Rayquaza, May and Mudkip, Brandon and Trico, and then a solo event, Trials on the Isle, and focuses that focuses on the Alola characters. On the on the realms of merch, which is sort of the uh, not not talked about nearly enough uh, merch section of the news, um, there are Wooloo and Snom cushions. God, they know exactly how to appeal to literally everyone on planet Earth. Uh, a bunch of new plushies, like a twenty-two and a half inch. Mimikyu plushie, which is pretty much, actually, that's, hold on, is that bigger than life-size? How, how tall is Mimikyu? Pretty sure Mimikyu is bigger than, yeah, it's a, it's not even a foot. It's, it's eight inches, eight inches tall. Wow, that's really small. So it's like a three times size Mimikyu plushie. So it's not only life-size, 
but it's three times the size. <laughs> so yeah, there's uh, all of that, all that things, all those things are coming out pretty soon. Uh, they might be released already. I'm not sure. You can look at the Pokey Jungle uh, Twitter account, which is where I found all of these things. And last but not least, there is a Pikachu Moods collection, starting with Sleepy, uh, which is sort of coming out as time goes on. Um, you know, there's like different moods of Pikachu. And the first one is Sleepy, Sleepy Pikachu. And, you know, I think there's like seven other ones that are coming out over time. So look for those in the future. Now, uh, if you notice anything is different about my voice or about the way that I'm talking, it's actually much later. <laughs> uh, I actually just took a break from doing EvoCast. I was kind of, you know, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, as much as I normally was, I wanted to sort of take a step back and be like, okay, I'll uh, I'll do this later. And I drew for a little bit, was a little bit creative, uh, and before I knew it, it was multiple hours later. And it's actually very late, or should I say early, in the morning now. Uh, so I do have to be a little bit quieter, but uh, hopefully it's not too bad. But... With that, I think it's time to move on to the next segment, which, of course, is everybody's favorite segment. We talk about a random Pokemon every episode, random Pokemon of the week, and today's Pokemon is number 573. If you can guess what that is, I'll give you a second, <laughs> as always. It's, uh, I actually don't know how to pronounce this Pokemon's name, Chinchino? Sinchino? It's it's based on a chinchilla, right? So, chinchino? I assume chinchino? <laughs> Actually, hold on. It's probably a... It's a combination of chinchilla and chino cloth. Okay, so it's chinchino. Any, anyway, <laughs> chinchino is a normal type Pokemon introduced in Generation 5. It evolves from Minchino when exposed to a shiny stone. I'm just noticing how raspy my voice is. I think it's because I stayed up a little bit too late, but <clears throat> you're going to have to deal with that for the rest of the episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> my voice is not doing so well. I haven't even really been talking that much, so I'm not sure what's going on. Anyway, Chinchino has the ability Acute Charm or Technician or Skill Link as its hidden ability. Uh, it has a 25 male, 75 female ratio. It is 1 foot 8. And 16.5 pounds, or 0.5 meters, or 7.5 kilograms. Chinchino has always been a Pokemon that I really enjoy. It's kind, you know, it's like, it, you know, it's it's. I wouldn't say necessarily that Minchino and Chinchino are like just boring normal types of Generation Five, but like that's kind of exactly what they are. I mean, they're uninteresting in general, but like I always personally found a liking to them. I I mean, I used a um, I used a Chinchino on my uh, sword team when I first played through the game. Um, I forget her name. I forget her name. It doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, I used uh, I used a Chinchino on my on my sword team, and um, it was fun. It was good. It was interesting to use a Pokemon that I have never used before. Um, and you know, I don't know if I've if I've ever used one before in like black and white or black two white two. Um, but as far as I know, this was the first time using one, and its design is pretty cool. I kind of like how it's literally just Minchino, but it gets like insane hair and like crazy amounts of like scarves and 
tales and some whatever the hell is going on here um i really yeah you know it's it's nice it's it's not too crazy of an evolution but at the same time i think it could be maybe made a little bit different but it is what it is and i have found a liking to it personally um but other than that i'm not really sure there's much else to say about it um it it wasn't in uh mystery dungeon or like the first mystery dungeon so we can't do that we can look at pokedex entries real quick something that i normally forget to do their white fur is coated in a special oil that makes it easy for them to deflect attacks. Their white fur feels amazing to touch. Their fur repels dust and prevents static electricity from building up. Oh, that's right. They're all about, like, cleaning, aren't they? Like, they're all, you know, sparkly, make, make, making themselves and making things clean. Right? Makes sense. Um, That's it. Literally, like, okay, hold on. Its body secretes oil and that this Pokemon spreads all over its nest as a coating to protect from dust. Chinchino won't tolerate even a speck of the stuff. So they're very perfectionist when it comes to cleaning. <laughs> they're all about cleaning. I don't know why they decided that this Pokemon is all about cleaning. Maybe it's, like, something related to chinchillas? Um... No... It's a reference to how chinchillas are co- are controversially hunted for their fur. That is horrible. I wish I didn't read that. Uh, due to an error, Chinchino is unable to learn Thief via TM in Pokemon Black and White, while its pre-evolution, Minchino, does. This issue is later fixed in Black 2, White 2. Cool. Good that they fixed that. Chinchino in its pre-evolved form... Could have just said pre-evolution. Were designed by Atsuka Nishida, and almost no changes were made to her original designs. They were intended to be parallels of Clefairy and Clefable, Pokemon that everyone would think they were cute. Nishida was hired specifically for her reputation in Game Freak and her skill in designing cute characters. Well, look at that. Imagine being known as the person who makes the cute Pokemon. I wish I I wish that were me. I wish I could do that. <laughs> like, hey, the game freak, hire me. Let me just let me just design literally the cutest Pokemon of all time. I guess I you know I guess she's already her job is already that job is already taken up by uh, Miss Nishida. But hey, I can help. You never know. Anyway, um, what else is there to talk about Chinchino? I guess its shiny form is it. Now, I actually don't really. Uh, I'm not too familiar with with Chinchino's shiny form, and I know that Minchino's is very boring. It like it barely changes. Hold on, I'm gonna look at Minchino's real quick just to to yeah. It's like it's just pink, and the inside of its ear gets green. Uh, but Chinchino, well. <laughs> I don't really know. I was going to say that this is better, but I don't actually know if that's true. It's kind of gross, the color. It's like... It's like a... It's like a baby barf green. And the inside of the ear is like a purple. Green and purple don't necessarily look bad together, but when it's like a vomit green... Maybe they kind of do. I don't know if this, if you could classify this as a vomit green, but it certainly looks like it. 
Hold on, I'm gonna color pick this and see if like if this is exactly the color that I'm thinking of because it's hard to sort of tell. Uh, okay, it's more of like a beige than anything, but it's definitely like too. It's like it's on the verge of being gross, disgusting green. <laughs> um, I don't really like it that much. It's kind of not good. I'm not gonna lie. All right, I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. No, I'm, I need to be a little harsher. A 5 out of 10. No, a 4. Yes, 4 seems right. 4, it's not good. It's really not good. I mean, it's like, it's better than Minchino's in terms of like the color changes, but it's gross. <laughs> it doesn't look good. Like... When, when I'm evaluating a shiny Pokemon, I have to go for it. Does it change a lot, but at the same time, does it look good? Even it could, it could change the Pokemon's colors into absolutely insane color palette, but if it doesn't look good, it's not a good shiny. And I think Chinchino is a good example of this. It looks gross. <laughs> so, 4 to 10 for me. We're going to move on to Chinchino in competitive Pokemon. So, uh, Chinchino has an HP stat of 75, an attack stat of 95, a defense and a special defense of 60, a special attack of 65, and a speed of 114, 115. Excuse me. Uh, it is in the NU tier, which is never used, and this is written by Justune Smiths. While Chinchino has a great speed tier and an array of moves bolstered by skill link, it struggles to break through most teams due to middling power, mediocre bulk, and lack of opportunities to switch in. Chichino struggles to break through common physically defensive Pokemon such as Steelix, Rocky Helmet Weezing, and Pharisee. Other wall breakers like Sneasel, Heliolisk, and Aerodactyl provide better stab moves with higher offenses, defensive utility, and even stab priority in Sneasel's case. Only use Chinchino as a team mascot because it's too cute to be injured in battle. You know, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, Skill Link is really good, but there's so many other Pokemon that have access to it that are just, it, they're just better. Like Cloyster, Ambipom, I guess that's kind of it, but still, you know, kind of outclassed in that case. Its gimmick is not very great uh, in that sense, as, as far as I'm getting from this overview. Uh, but if you really want to use Chinchino, which I did on my sword team, you can put, uh, you can give it Tail Slap, Rock Blast, Bullet Seed, Knock Off, uh, with a Choice Band, Ability Skill Link, and uh, Jolly Nature, with 252 Attack EVs, 4 Defense EVs, and 252 Speed EVs. Now, going with the tradition of EvoCast, where we're starting back up um, the... This the segment, I guess, you know, this this like episodical series that we have going on in EvoCast where every so often I take a type and I talk about it. I talk about everything. I talk about all the Pokemon, all the moves, the trainers, items, things like that. We go over types. This is the seventh one, I believe. Um, and today, I don't know why, but I was feeling like talking about dragon types and dragon types we're going to talk about. Dragon types are, I believe they are the least plentiful. No, that's not true. I take it back. It's one of the least plentiful types, but it is 
not very plentiful. It is the fourth rarest type, uh, tied with electric at 61 Pokemon. Um, but it, it's a very infamous type. It's fa- or infamous and famous, I suppose. Very obviously, uh, all of the pseudo legendaries are dragon, except for Tyranitar. Um, there's some really cool legendaries that are, uh, dragon type. There's some awesome, memorable Pokemon that are dragon type. Just a cool type all around. And it, like, you know, I want to give this type justice. I want to talk about this type as much as I can, uh, and really just go through everything about this type because it's one of, if not, I think, in my opinion, the most unique type. Um, and just in general, you know, in terms of concept as well, dragon then, you know, makes no sense in gen one. What, what were they thinking? Dragon? Like it makes sense now, but if you think about it, if you really think about it, dragon type isn't really like an element, you know, there's no dragon element. I guess dragon types have sort of evolved into anything that is powerful enough or weird enough to be considered a a dragon you know a dragon doesn't necessarily have to be a physical dragon dragon is just a very you know ancient special powers you know strange abilities pokemon like for example drompa um another example gudra that's not a dragon, that's just a goop monster, but what else would it be? You know, it's a weird creature. I mean, I guess it is kind of a dragon, but not really. Um, so, you know, if you, if you get, if you get what I'm saying here, um, you'll understand, you know, dragon is famous for being strange, weird, but at the same time, just really cool. So, dragon, uh, overall, has a t- statistical average of 546.98, just so close to, to 250, 247 um, overall statistical average, which is, you know, of course, every Pokemon, um, their stat averages added together and then divided by how many Pokemon there are um, gets you that stat total. And honestly, that's really high. <laughs> and also, uh, the averages for... Fully evolved Pokemon is 625. Very, very, very high. I'm actually, I'm almost certain that if you're above 600, you you are classified as a pseudo-legendary Pokemon or close to it. So every average dragon type Pokemon is considered a pseudo legendary or just a legendary in general. This is because there are a lot of legendaries that are dragon type and that makes sense you know strange odd but powerful um so dragon type in generation one uh was is literally only good against itself and that is still the case it is still only good against itself um it is also it resists electric fire grass and water uh, and dragon, both dragon and ice type are super effective against it. And the only changes after the fact are uh, when fairy and steel were added in Gen 2 and Gen 7 or Gen 6, where um, it is now uh, dragon now deals half damage against steel type, which I actually did not know. So before it had no, uh, so you know, it didn't do 
not very effective damage against anything. Uh, and in Generation 2, that changed to Steel. And also, Dragon doesn't affect Fairy, which was, you know, the big counter to it, pretty much. Um, and also, Fairy is super effective against Dragon. So, not many interactions. You know, the sort of, it is... Uh, it resists the four major elements, water, grass, fire, electric. Super effective against it is both dragon, or dragon, fairy, and ice, which, you know, dragon kind of makes sense. Dragons are good against dragon. Fairies are good against dragon. I'm not going to even think about why that works. And ice, it freezes them? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> again, not going to think about it too hard because dragon is just a really strange type. Um... But all around a very powerful type, one of the most powerful types. I'm, you know, Generation 1 only had one dragon type. Well, a lo- one dragon type line, which of course was the Dratini line. And I guarantee you, if dragon had access to better moves than just like what Dragon Rage, which only does four, 40, uh, 40 HP no matter what, um, and it had some more Pokemon maybe, I think Dragon would have been one of the best types in Generation 1, which, of course, the spot that spot was taken by Psychic-type. But, moving on. Uh, drag- many Dragon-type are pseudo-legendary or legendary Pokemon. Partly because of this, Dragon have the highest HP, average HP, and base stat total of all types. So, yes, the d- Dragon-types have the highest average base stat total, which of course is because there's so many legendaries (laughs) that are dragon type. Um, And offensively, in addition to HP, dragon types also have the highest average special attacks of all types of Pokemon and fully evolved Pokemon. Dragon is also tied with Ghost for the type with the least resistance. The dragon type can only deal super effective damage to itself. And when Mystery Terrain is in effect, the power of Dragon-type moves is decreased by 50% if the target is on the ground. In contests, Dragon-types are typically cool, but some may be beautiful or tough. None of them are cute or clever. <laughs> you tell me dragons can't be cute? There's some cute There's some cute dragons out there. Axew? Dratini? What are you talking about? As of Generation 8, there are 61 Dragon-type Pokemon, or 6.79% of all Pokemon, counting those that are Dragon-type in at least one of their forms, including Mega Evolutions and Alolan forms, making it the 5th or 4th or 5th rarest type tying with Electric. And, of course, we have... You know, you can't see my screen, but I am scrolling back and forth between the list of Dragon-type Pokemon, which there aren't that many. Uh, And in fact, usually I save these for last, but I'm kind of just going to go through them now. Obviously, we have Dratini, Dragonair, and Dragonite, which are the OGs, you know. Uh, I would say the only Gen 1 Pokemon to be Dragon-type, but that's not really true anymore with Alolan forms and Galarian forms, but we're not going to think about that. They were the OG. Dragonite, the original dragon, which even then, I think it's a little goofy to be a dragon, uh, but still... Can't disrespect the original dragon. Uh, these are just pure type dragon types, but it's not really going in order, by the way. Uh, I mean, next is Bagon. Like, that's not definitely not the next dragon type, uh, but we're going to go in order. Actually, hold on. It might be. Oh, my God, it is? No, it's not. Never mind. I take it back. Let's let's go in order of, of how they are given to me in Bulbapedia. So, Bagon, Shellgon, and Salamence. 
technically it's just Bagon and Shogun, but we're going to talk about the lines. We're not going to skip any. Uh, Bagon and Shogun are good dragons. I, I sort of like. I think one of the only dragons in the game to sort of go into a shell and like a cocoon. Who knows? Maybe ancient folklore tells of of dragons going into you know going through metamorphosis. Uh, but interesting Pokemon nonetheless. Axew, Fracture, and Haxorus. There's not that many pure dragon types, which makes sense. I mean, dragons are usually accompanied by either flying or something else. Um, but the ones that are there, like the Axew line, are very good, very uh, very famous Pokemon, very enjoyed Pokemon. Haxorus in particular. Uh, and then there's Dredigan, who I unfortunately cannot say the same for. I like Dredigan, if that means anything. Dredigan, you are enjoyed by at least one person, and that's me. I mean, there might be other people out there who also enjoy Dredigan, but for as far as far as I can tell, Dredigan is liked by at least one Pokemon, and that's saying something. I'm a Pokemon. I'm a person. Dredigan is liked by at least one person, and that's me. And you know, that's saying something. Gumi, Slugu, Gudra. Mm, not really sure how these are dragons, but again, like I said before, what else would they be? They're goop. They are slime. <laughs> they wouldn't be grass type. They're not grass. They're not plants. They are just goop. Not sure really how that works. They are draconic goop. Ancient, mythical slime. And you know what? I I love with these Pokemon. I love them. And I'm very, very happy that they were added in Gen 6. One of the reasons why Gen 6 is one of my favorite generations is literally just because of Gudra. I love Gudra. One of my favorite Pokemon. Definitely, I think, my favorite dragon type of all time. Maybe except Mega Charizard. But I don't know. (laughs) It's up there. It it is high up there on my list. Um, Jangmoo apparently is also pure dragon type not fighting type like his uh like his his friends his 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 brother and his dad uh but i you know i guess we can talk about them now i really like hakamoo and Kamoo. i like this line i dragon fighting is something that i never really considered before but it's really cool it's a really cool line uh i think that a lot of people don't think about it too much and really give them the credit where credit where credit is due very solid Pokemon, in my opinion. I think that, uh, you know, despite being the Gen 7 pseudo-legendaries, I don't think a lot of people give them as much love as they deserve. I like you, Kamo and Hakamo and Jengmo, I guess, but, you know, again, that's saying something. <laughs> they're good. I like I like their design a lot. I think they're like, you know, all jokes aside, I think that these Pokemon are genuinely really unique, just in general. Um, I think that they're wonderful. I think that... Um, such a such such a cool design. I'm not going to dwell too much on these two or these three. We'll we'll have an opportunity to talk about them in the future if one of them ever comes up on random Pokemon of the week. So I'm going to move on. The last pure dragon type Pokemon is Regidrago, which you know I kind of already forgot existed, and I feel bad about that because that's cool. Regidrago is cool. I like. I didn't forget about Regieleki. I think about Regieleki pretty much every day, uh, but Regidrago just falls under the radar. But uh, Regidrago is cool. What, what, you know, what's it got going on? It's like a red orb. It's made of like pure draconic energy. I'm going to look at its, look at its Pokedex entries. 
Its body is composed of crystallized dragon energy. What does that mean? What is dragon energy? That's a made-up concept. <laughs> I mean, everything in Pokemon is made up still. That's that's pushing it, in my opinion. I'm a big fan of like weird dragons, but when you tell me that there's something called dragon energy, I'm a little skeptical. Anyway, again, another Pokemon that I'm kind of skeptical of being a dragon, Altaria. Why? Why is it a dragon? It's a bird. In fact, it is not a dragon. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that just that alone can classify it as not a dragon. I'm kidding, mostly. Uh, I think Altaria is really cool. I think the fact that it's a dragon is like really really cool. And also one of the only the only dragon fairy type uh, in existence. Um, it's mega form. I mean, um, very very cool, very unique Pokemon. I really like Altaria, but I just I don't know why it's a dragon, but I'm not upset about it. Uh, Latios and Latias. Oh, very, very good, iconic, legendary Pokemon. I love, if you know me and you listen to that episode that I talked about Pokemon Heroes, um, I love Latios and Latias. One of my favorite legendary Pokemon of all time. So good. Just very solid. This, like, I think my conclusion, I can already give my conclusion for this type. So cool. So many cool Pokemon. You know, we've been going through so many really, really cool Pokemon so far. Rayquaza, again, so cool. Gibble, Gabite, Garchomp. They're not pseudo-legendaries, huh? No, they are. Garchomp says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I struggle to remember the pseudo-legendaries. There's so many of them. Garchomp doesn't come across to me as a pseudo-legendary for some reason. I'm not really sure why. It's not... Like, it's scary. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I played Pokemon Platinum. I know how scary Garchomp can be. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't... It doesn't... It doesn't... I think it's, like, one of the least pseudos out there. Um, You know, compared to the other ones, it's very small. Very thin. You know, it's very, like, lean. It's not big and bulky like the rest of the... uh, The rest of the... Of the uh, pseudo-legendaries. Which I guess, you know... Gives a little bit of difference from the rest of them, but uh, I, it, you know, I it's like one of the least pseudos out there, in my opinion. Of course, we also have the megas. I haven't been talking about the megas. There's like, there's literally been like six of them in a row: Altaria, Salamence, Latios, Latias, Rayquaza, and now Garchomp. They're literally all in a row. Um, <laughs> well, you know, they're cool. They they stay dragon uh, when they evolve, when they mega evolve. I'm gonna save that for when I talk about the Pokemon, at least. Um, and then immediately, like, four legendaries. Reshiram, Zekrom, Kyurem, and Zygarde. I'm going to talk about Zygarde in a second, but, you know, these three. Reshiram, Zekrom, Kyurem. Good, solid fire types. All of them have such good designs because of their type. Fire, electric, and ice. Great concepts. You know, the first of their kind. Dragon fire, dragon electric, dragon ice. That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, I'm glad that we got you know, those interesting, interesting type combinations had to happen eventually. Um, and Reshiram, Zekrom, and Kyurem are all three of them very, very solid Pokemon. And, uh, also very sort of involved in my Poke Park 2 streams, which yes, this is turning into a promotion for myself. Uh, I am in the process of streaming Poke Park 2 Wonders Beyond after talking about the first one last episode. Uh, so if you're interested in watching me play Poke Park 2 Wonders Beyond, 
you should go ahead and catch my streams, twitch.tv slash lilyseon. And if you're listening to this later, you know, like in a couple weeks where I have definitely already finished it and talked about it on an EvoCast, you should go follow me anyway. I stream lots of Pokemon on there. And uh, I was going to say if you're a Pokemon fan, but why would you be listening to this if you're not a Pokemon fan? So you're a Pokemon fan. You're listening to this right now. Go follow my streams. I play lots of Pokemon on there. I also play lots of Pokemon, upload lots of, you know, been, I'm in the process of uploading Pokemon-based YouTube videos to my YouTube channel, also called Lucian. Uh, and while you're at it, go subscribe to the EvoCast's YouTube. It's just Extreme EvoCast. I've separated it now from my main channel. It's on its own channel. I haven't actually, I'm surprised I haven't talked about this on EvoCast yet. Uh, but yeah, it's on its own channel. It's just called Extreme EvoCast. If you want to get updates on uh, on when it's out and you don't, you don't want to listen to it on something like Spotify or iTunes, it's on YouTube for completely free. I will never charge money for EvoCast. Uh, that's my sort of, you know, go-to thing. And putting them on YouTube is sort of my way of saying never even, you know, not even going to consider it. Anyway, Zygarde is why I wanted to pause and talk about Zygarde because I take back what I said about Gudra being my favorite dragon type. It's Zygarde. And specifically, 10%. Zygarde 10% is one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. In fact, when I was making a team with a friend uh, where we got like six of our favorite Pokemon, like, or we, we got like a huge list of all of our favorite Pokemon and we made it a competitive team based on it. You know, we considered type matchups, team roles, fully evolved Pokemon, blah, blah, blah. And Zygarde 10% is on that team. Very good Pokemon competitively. It's OU. It's not, I mean, it's not fantastic, but it has, you know, um, thousand arrows. It's ground dragon, which is a really good typing. Um, just one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. Normal Zygarde is fine. I really like normal Zygarde, but 10%. That is perfect character design, in my opinion. It's just a dog. <laughs> and that's why I like it so much. Anyway, uh, this is it for the um, the primary Dragon-type Pokemon. And it is Dreepy. The Dreepy line, Dreepy, Dracloak, and Dragapult. Again, very, very solid Dragon-type Pokemon. I think I've already talked about them in a different episode. Uh, probably the Ghost-type type review. Um, but very good Pokemon. Dreepy, Dracloak, and Dragapult. Um, good pseudo-legendaries. Gen 8 had really, really good pseudo-legendaries, in my opinion. Very iconic. Very, uh, very high favorite from a lot of people. Um, also just very good competitively, very scary, <laughs> and I don't like it. Um, yeah, Dragapult, solid. Secondary type dragon, secondary dragon type Pokemon, excuse me. Uh, first of all, Mega Charizard X. Mm, okay, you know how I feel about that. If you listen to the, uh, entirety, or even at least I guess like the first 20 minutes of the, um, the tier list video, the tier list um, EvoCast episode that we did, you know, me and my friend, where we ranked every single Generation 1 Pokemon, which you should definitely go watch if you haven't already. It's really funny. And also, YouTube video, still going to come out eventually about that. Um, Mega Charizard X is not one of my favorites. Um, if you watch that video, you should, you'll know that I enjoy... Um, Charizard Y, so much more. Uh, but, you know, as a lover, 
and a believer of Charizard, X is fine. It's it's good. It's fine. It's not my favorite, but it's good. Definitely like my least favorite form of Charizard of all time. Um, but that's saying something because there's not that many. <laughs> um, next, Alolan Executor. And can I just say, this is exactly what I think of every time I'm like, oh, uh, dragon type Pokemon can also just be weird things because like Gudra, that's a little bit understandable. It's final evolution kind of looks like a dragon. You know, it has a big tail. It's got little horn things, antenna, but Executor, it's just a really tall palm tree. You know, I'm convinced that they gave this dragon because they wanted to give it something else and they could not think of anything. You know, it's like, is I don't think, I'm not going to look at it right now, but I don't think it's dragon type is ever explained. It's literally just, it's weird. It's taller now, so it's a dragon, you know? <laughs> That's what I mean about dragon type. Also, just being reserved for weird Pokemon. Kind of in the same boat, Mega Ampharos. That's not a dragon. That's a sheep. Ampharos is just a sheep. Or some weird sheep thing. Anyway... You know, it grows hair, and now all of a sudden it's a dragon. That's not a dragon. That's an Ampharos. <laughs> so it's weird. So it gives, it gets the, the dragon type. You see what I'm trying to say here? Kingdra, I mean, I kind of get it. It's a sea, it's a seahorse. It's a dragon. I don't know. It looks it looks dragon-like. Uh, also, I think Gen 2 just needed more dragon types. So, I you know, I, I, I accept that Kingdra is dragon type. Dragon, Kingdra, maybe if it came out today, people would be like, why is it a dragon type? But I have sort of accepted already that Kingdra is a dragon type in my brain. So it doesn't seem nearly as weird to me. Um, Mega Sceptile, again, kind of in the same boat, doesn't really make sense as a dragon type. But I can see it, maybe because it's been out for a while, you know, not as new as uh, Exeggutor. Um, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, very cool Mega, though, I will say. Good typing for it. Great. It, it fits it, in my opinion. Um, but just a just a solid Dragon-type Pokemon. Uh, Vibrava and Flygon, not pseudo-legendaries, which, you know... I always, for for a while, Kid, Kid Lily thought that these were were pseudo-legendaries, you know, Gen 3 has, like, four pseudo-legendaries, it has, like, the Salamence, it has Metagross, and also, I guess, Flygon, Flygon's not a pseudo-legendary, but it looks like it, and it feels like it, because it's a dragon type, and its stats are high, you know what I mean, um, Gen 3 really just added a lot of good, powerful Pokemon, uh, and Flygon is one of them, unfortunately, not a pseudo-legendary, but still just a really cool dragon-type Pokemon, Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina, another solid trio of Dragon-type Pokemon with never-before-seen typings. Steel, Water, Ghost. Good. Hydreigon and Dino and Zwilus, the pseudo-legendaries of Gen 5, which there's a little bit of a, of a, of a pattern here. <laughs> we go from like a legendary to pseudos and then to like some megas that are also dragon. Um, you know, pseudo-legendary. I like Hydreigon. It's good. Solid dragon type. That's literally just a dragon, you know? Like, that That makes sense to me as being a dragon. That is a dragon. That's three dragons, actually. Dragalge. 
Uh, you know, it's it's kind. It's like in the same line as like Kingdra. It's like yeah, it's like a big, powerful fish. Not really a dragon, but like it makes sense that it's a dragon. Tyrant and Tyrantrum, rock dragon, makes sense. Uh, we had to have a fossil. I suppose we had to have a dragon type fossil eventually, which we did have more of them later. Um, but Tyrantrum, I mean, it's a T Rex. That's about as that's about as dragon. That's about as real of a dragon as you can get in real life without being mythical. So that makes sense to me. Noivern, eh, you know, Noibat and Noivern, not really dragons. These are bats. These, you know, bats are not dragons. Uh, but them being only flying type kind of just sucks, would suck. So, you know, flying dragon sort of makes sense to me. Turtonator, that's a dragon. That's a fire dragon. Drampa, 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 that's not, I mean, it it is a dragon. It's literally like a Chinese dragon, but that's a weird dragon. That's a weird dragon, but, you know, I'll accept it. That's a dragon. Guzzlord is not a dragon. This has just become, this has no longer become, is it, like, how do I feel about this Pokemon? It's, is it a dragon or is it weird? And Guzzlord is weird. Guzzlord is not a dragon. Guzzlord is weird. Ultra Necrozma, that's a dragon. <laughs> I mean, that's that's about as dragon as you can get, in my opinion. That looks like a that's a light dragon, you know. Uh, Necrozma, I actually didn't even know that Ultra Necrozma was dragon. That's really interesting. Uh, you know, but good. Just again, more legendaries being dragon type. Naganadel makes sense to me. Uh, okay, here are the weird ones. There's a lot, there's been weird ones, but here's a weird one. Sorry, I guess I should say Applin. Now, Flapple? Flapple is a dragon. That's a, that's a lizard. You know, that's a flying lizard. That's a dragon in my, in my book. Any lizard that can fly, that's a dragon. But Appleton? I mean, I guess it's a, a big lizard. It's a big apple lizard. And I suppose if we're thinking about it logically, if a T-Rex is a dragon, then a Stegosaurus could also be a dragon. So this is a dinosaur. We're going the Tyrantrum route, I suppose, with that with Appleton. And Appleton, I suppose, just has to be dragon, because it's like part lizard, but and also so it can fit with its with its evolutions. Makes sense to me. Dracozolt, Dracovish, Drag Draco's in the name. I'm not gonna explain this one to you. Uh but good. I'm glad that they, I'm actually glad that they added more, uh, dragon type fossils. I think, I think that Dracovish and, uh, and Dracozolt, oh boy, I'm going to do like a whole episode about them at some point, these four, cause they got some weird stuff going on. They got a lot of lore. They got a lot of things I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate too much. Uh, but also I do appreciate them. Yeah, may, we're going to do an episode about these four, but for now, those are dragons. Getting to the end here. Duraludon, I mean, yeah, that, like, that's a dragon, (laughs) that has, that has to be a dragon, uh, but it's a good dragon, it's a very good dragon, dragon is slowly going to become that word that you, you know, you say it so many times it loses its meaning, it's getting there, it's getting really close, (laughs) Duraludon is a good dragon, I like it, a good Pokemon, and last but not least, Eternatus. Now, I mean, physically, 
that is a dragon. And I like I like that it's poison dragon. We only had uh, two other poison dragons, Dracalgy and Nagonadel. Um, and I think that, I mean, if anything, I think that it, what other what other type would it turn to this be? You know, if not like um, a type that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> Fairy type, maybe. But like Poison Dragon, I think is a perfect fit for Eternatus, and you know, um, fitting that our last dragon is a legendary because that's like ninety nine percent of these Pokemon. Anyway, who that was a doozy. That was probably one of the that's probably like the funnest times that I've just like gone through a list of Pokemon and talked about them because it was also kind of a mini game where it was: is this a dragon or is this weird? Or is it just not a dragon at all? Um, and it was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I hope you did. Uh, but we're not done yet. We have a few more things to talk about. Uh, we have, most importantly, the moves. Um, which uh, I'm going to go in order of generation, like I always do. Um, dragon Rage is the first move, the only dragon type move in generation one which of course is before what i said the reason why dragon types sucked in that game uh i mean or dragon types i could just say dragonite i'm pretty sure dragonite was still really good um it just like dragon type was not the monster that it could have been because it only had one move dragon i mean you know dragon super effective against dragon but the move that's super effective against the only move that dragons can use to inflict super effective damage on other dragons only does 40 damage. So what's the point? You know, that was a mistake by Game Freak. And I'm glad that they added three more of them in Generation 2 because it needed it. It added Dragon Breath, Outrage, and Twister. You know, we have a special one, two special ones in, in fact, um, and a an Outrage, which is a crazy good move. It just attacks over and over and over again uh, until you get confused. Just a really, really good move. Uh, Gen 3 only added two Dragon-type moves with Dragon Claw and Dragon Dance. Ooh. Now, only adding two is fine because Dragon Dance, one of the best moves in the entire game, in my opinion. I had so many Pokemon can just sweep with Dragon Dance. You know, that is that is a a doozy of a move. Um, in Generation 4, we got five. Draco Meteor, very, very famous move. Very, very, um, you know, well-known, good move. Dragon Pulse, Dragon Rush, and Dialga and Palkia's signature move, Roar of Time and Spatial Rend. Um, in Generation 5, we got Dragon Tail and Dual Chop. Dual Chop I didn't even know was Dragon type, which it says something. Um, Dragon Tail is the one that switches people out. Very annoying move. Gen 5 didn't really do too much for, for dragons. And actually, now that I'm looking at it, neither did Gen 6, because Gen 6 added zero Dragon type moves. Poor thing. No, no dragon love in that generation. Uh, but in Gen 7, we got some Z-moves. Uh, we got Clanging Scales, which of course is um, the Jangmo line signature move. Uh, Clanger is Soul Blaze, which is their signature Z-move. Core Enforcer. 
I've literally never heard of this move. Some you, you ever like there I know a lot about Pokemon, but sometimes there's just a there's just a, a move that I have never seen. Core Enforcer. If the Pokemon if the if the Pokemon the user has inflicted damage on has already used their moves, this move eliminates the effect of the target's ability. Literally never heard of that move in my life. I've never seen it used and I've never mentioned I've never heard it mentioned ever once. You learn something new every day, and apparently that's core enforcer. A generate who can learn this move? It can't be that many if I've never heard of it. Oh, it's literally just Zygarde. Ah That makes sense. Okay. I should I guess I should have guessed it by the core. Uh, in the move, but or in the name, but I've literally never heard of that before. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> uh, Devastating Drake, which is of course the normal Dragon Z move to two versions, physical and special, and then Dragon Hammer, uh, which I think is um, a Lolan Executor signature move. And finally, in Generation Eight, we got a lot—the most actually of any generation. A lot of love for dragons in Gen 8. Uh, we got Breaking Swipe. Uh, Clangorous Soul, which I'm pretty sure is another signature move given to Kamoho. Yeah. Wow. Ah, they like... So they took Clangorous Soul Blaze and took away the blaze. <laughs> and it became Clangorous Soul. That's cool. So they took Clangorous Soul Blaze and they gave it its own move. They should do that with every Z-move. Why did they do that with every special Z-move? Just give, like, any, you know, signature one. Just give it their own, give it their own move. Turn it into a normal move. Uh, Dragon Darts, of course. Um, Dragapult signature move. Dragon Energy. Another move that I've literally never heard of. Oh, it's Reggie Drago. That makes sense. I was thinking it was Reggie Drago. Um, it's like Brine. The lower the user's HP, the lower the move's power. Um, Dynamax Cannon, of course. Uh, Eternatus. Eterna Beam, another Eternatus. G-Max Depletion, which is Gigantamax Duraludon. Uh, Max Wormwind, which of course is just the... Um, the 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 you know the G Max move uh for dragon types or yeah or just the the Dynamax sorry I could not remember the word the Dynamax move of uh dragon types and finally scale shot <laughs> which the only I think well you know the only no not the only breaking swipe and scale shot are the only uh non signature move sort of dragon type moves that were added and you know generation 8 added so many dragon type moves but so many of them were either signature or you know but like four of them four of those slots are taken up by gigantamax and dynamax moves and that's it that's the uh that's the that's the dragon type moves we only have we have a few more things to do there's a few items a few dragon type trainers and then uh quite a lot of trivia um, but we're going to get to that in just one second. Um, items that are associated with um, the dragon type are Adamant Orb, 
Lustrous Orb and Grecious Orb, of course, for Giratina, Palkia, and Dialga. Uh, the Draco Plate, which is the plate. The Dragon Fang, which is the boosting move. Dragon Gem, Dragon Memory, Dragonium Z. The Haban Berry, which uh, is the Dragon-type super effective move. Berry. And Soldu, which is for Latios and Latias. Literally no... No, just like normal items, you know, just like it's they're all very specific. They're they're all just like variations on something we have already or orbs for legendaries, which, you know, makes sense. Um, Dragon type has no exclusive signature ability or like exclusive abilities. No abilities are exclusive to dragon type. Interesting. Um, notable Dragon-type trainers, we of course have Lance, the Gen 1 Dragon-type trainer, which didn't really accomplish that much because there was only one in the game at the time, <laughs> um, but he was given an upgrade in uh, Gold and Silver, but uh, Claire in Gen 2, Drake in the Elite Four in uh, in Gen 3, Drayden and Iris in uh, Black, you know, Black and White, Black 2, White 2, their associated games. Uh, Drasna in the Elite Four, who I literally forgot about. Xenia uh, in Gen 7, technically. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. She was the, um, you know, the dragon trainer you fought in the Delta episode. Uh, Ryuki in the Cantonian Gym in uh, Generation 7, which I don't think I ever fought him. I don't... uh, I don't really recall ever doing that, but, you know, technically Gen 7 does have a Dragon-type trainer specialist, uh, and in Gen 8 is Raihan, who is, uh, I always forget, is technically a Dragon-type gym leader, despite only having, like, two. <laughs> uh, but still, you know, Raihan, good old Raihan. Good, notable trainers. A lot of very, um, either powerful or very, you know, uh, rememberable trainers. And then there's Drasna. And Ryuki. I forgot that both of them literally existed, ever. <laughs> and then, of course, we have, like, people like Lance and Iris, who are so iconic in their in their dragon-type usage. Um, very, very dichotomous type. A lot of, a lot of variation. You know, it's, you either know so much about it, or it's so weird and so obscure that you just forget about it immediately. Anyway... We have quite a lot of trivia to talk about, and then fi- and then I will give my conclusion. You know what? Actually, I'm going to give my conclusion right now, and then we'll do the trivia conclusion uh, for this type. Good. You know, <laughs> I think I say this every single type review, but like, it's dragon type. You know, what do you want me to say? I've I've said so much already. Very very dichotomous type. Very either cool or strange. Pokemon are, you know. Uh, sometimes they're dragons, sometimes they're just weird. It's a very iconic type. So many people love dragon types. Um, one of the most well-known types and just like general concepts in Pokemon, I think maybe of all time, uh, which is, which is good. Of course, you know, dragon is just like the cool older brother, you know, you'll love him. He's awesome. There's nothing wrong with him. He's, he's just a cool dude. And you'll love having him around. Dragon type is sick. You know, dragon type is awesome. Those are those are the two words that I would use to describe dragon. Sick and awesome. Anyway, 
Dragon. Oh, I have to give a rating. I forgot. I always forget I have to give ratings uh, for for a type review. Oh, let's see. Dragon type. Dragon type. I'm going to say 8 out of 10. Personally, you know, not in general. This is my personal opinion. I'm not really a huge fan of many dragon types. I'm not really a person who picks Pokemon based on how cool they are. Um, but I have to admit that dragons are cool. Uh, and Pokemon uh, dragon types are cool. So 8 out of 10 is the highest I'll go, but I think that's a generally very good score for a type like dragon. Anyway, bug is the only type that has not been paired with dragon thus far. Really interesting. So we we only have one type combination missing with dragon in its bug. Generation 8 introduced the most dragon-type Pokemon of any generation, with 11, and Generation 2 introduced the fewest dragon-type Pokemon, with only one, Kingdra. uh, Generation 8 introduced the most dragon-type moves of any generation, with 8, and Generation uh, 6 introduced the fewest, with 0. The dragon type is the only type for which a move was not introduced in Generation 6. This is also the only instance of, of any generation not introducing a move for a type after that type's introduction. And there are only 26 dragon type moves, the fewest of any type. The dragon type, tied with the fire type, has the fewest number of non-damaging moves out of all types, with only two. Dragon is the most common type for pseudo-legendary Pokemon, with only two pseudo-legendaries not being dragon. Oh, I'm, I guess Metagross technically counts as a pseudo, huh? I made a joke about Tyranitar, but Metagross is also not dragon. In Generation 1, there was no way to do super effective dragon type damage, since the only dragon type attack, Dragon Rage, always deals 40, 40 HP of damage. For the same reason, there was no way to get stabbed from a dragon type move in Gen 1. In Gen 1, no type resisted or was immune to the dragon type, making it the only type to ever have this distinction. However, there were no dragon type moves that utilized the standard damage formula in Generation 1, making this a moot point. It has never been possible for any Pokemon to have either a double weakness or a double resistance to dragon. That makes sense. It's only super effective against itself. Uh, And I'm guessing that there is no... Uh, you know, no, well, hold on. What about, uh, a double resistance to dragon would be something that is both fire and water. Wouldn't, uh, Volcanion be, uh, what about water grass? Am I, oh, no. I'm thinking, never mind. I'm thinking about that the wrong way. Yeah, because it's only steel type. So, they're literally, yeah, I was, sorry, I was thinking about it the wrong way. You're, it's right. Because it only has one super effective and only one not very effective um, offensive sort of, you know, thing. No, you can never have a double weakness or a double resistant. And Sinnoh is the only region without a no, notable dragon type specialist. In Generation 3, all dragon type moves were cool moves. They're coming for me. 
Dragon is the most common type to serve as a version mascot, with seven Dragon-type Pokemon having served as mascots for eight games of the core series. Dragon-type moves have the most held items that boost their power. Draco Plate, Dragon Fang, Dragon Gem, all three time-space orbs, and the Soul Dew. That's a lot, actually. Oh my god. Makes sense. Dragon-types be boosting. The dra- We're almost done, I promise. The dragon type resists all three of the traditional primary types of the core series starter Pokemon, grass, fire, and water. In addition, it also resists electric, which was the type of the player starter in Pokemon Yellow. That's cute. That's a cute little Easter egg. You know, I mean, it's not really just a, a main mechanic that hints at sort of, you know, that dynamic, but it's cool. More Pokemon gain the, the dragon type through Mega Evolution than any other type with three. I can name them right now. Sceptile, Ampharos, Charizard. Got him. <laughs> we just went over them. All Dragon-type moves are eligible to use in Sky Battles, and finally, Dragon and Ghost share some qualities. They both originally only had three Pokemon in Gen 1, are the only types that are weak to themselves, and have one type to immune them and one type to resist them. Cool. <laughs> Dragon type has so much trivia. It's an interesting type. It's a cool type. It's sick. What did I what did I say? Dragon type is sick and awesome. <laughs> and those are my final words. Uh but before we move on, before we move on, yeah, there's like more things to talk about. Before we end it for today, um we have one more segment to go over. I know you're probably tired of my voice by now. Um, apparently my voice is also tired of my voice right now because it's getting worse over time. Uh, so I'm going to finish this up pretty quick. We have everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every single episode. And today's move is Dynamic Punch. Dynamic Punch in Japanese is Exploding Punch. Uh, it is a damage-dealing fighting-type move introduced in Generation 2 and was TM01 in Generation 2, the first of its kind. In Generation 2, Dynamic Punch inflicts damage and has a 99.6% chance of confusing the target. Oh, is that because of, like, um... Do you think it's because it's, like, uh, in, you know, in Gen 2, it's, like, uh... It randomly generates a number between 0 and 255, and if it's, like, 256, it doesn't confuse it, because it's, like, the 1% mischance in, uh, in Gen 1. I assume that's sort of the same mechanic. I might just be wrong. That might just be hard-coded, but I think that's what that... I think the reason behind that if, uh, is because it's the same thing that does the 1% mischance in, uh, in Gen 1, or the 100% accuracy mischance in Gen 1. In Generation 3, Dynamic Punch always confuses the target. It also gains a 20% power boost when used by a Pokemon with Iron Fist, Dynamic Punch can be used as a part of a Pokemon contest combination, with the user gaining extra two appeal points if they use the move Focus, Energy, or Mind Reader when it was used in the prior turn. I was wondering why this page was so massive, and it's because it's just so many Pokemon that can learn this move. Almost every single fighting type, and like a lot of other Pokemon can learn Dynamic Punch. Uh, let's look at the, uh, the descriptions. A fighting type attack. 
inaccurate, but guaranteed to confuse the confuse the opponent if it hits. Stadium two, you lie to me. So it is gold, gold, silver, crystal, an attack that always confuses. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing that's then that is what the point. You know, that's sort of what it is. Um, the game says it always confuses, and there's a 0.4% chance that it doesn't. So I guarantee you that's, that wasn't intended. Um, a powerful, powerful, and sure to cause confusion. Confusion, but inaccurate. The foe is punched with the user's full power. It confuses the foe if it hits. That's pretty much the rest of it. Is there any trivia? Oh, there is. <laughs> Dynamic Punch is the only fighting type move capable of inflicting confusion and probably the best trivia that I've ever read. Although it does not possess any hands, Wooper can learn Dynamic Punch. What a what a chat. What a what a great Pokemon. I love that Wooper can learn punching moves despite not having hands. So funny. Anyway, I hope you all have a fantastic day. I'm going to end it here. <laughs> We're done. Go home. I hope you enjoyed talking about the dragon type as much as I did. And I hope to see you in the next one. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Bye.